Another week, another rebellion is happening. Episode 20 of Reckless Rebellion. We're going to dive into the rating game. And of course, we're going to dive into the news. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Kenobi! Rebellions are built on hope. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. Never tell me the odds. Well done. You're a rebel now. Hello there, Rebels. Welcome to Reckless Rebellion, the podcast with enough chaotic energy to fuel a Death Star. I'm your host, electrifying force sensitive that toes the line of balance, Thomas Carter Rochester. And with me are the greatest minds the Rebellion has to offer. Up first, Hoth native and pod racing enthusiast, Professor Chaos, the Klein Felt. Less than 40 days till Obi-Wan, boys. Less than 40 days. Scarif native and Anakin's favorite youngling, baby. Tap, tap, pew! Does my voice sound crisp, guys? Does my microphone work? My new, brand new, kind of brand new microphone? I, I think I sound great. That's all that matters. Sounds so good. You sound so sultry. You sound so much more older than a baby. Tap, tap, pews. Hater of animation and master of sticky fingers, Coach David Thompson! Warner Brothers now wants a Kevin Feige. It's time for Star Wars to get one. God damn. That is all. We're recording on April 14th, 2022. Coming up on today's show, we will go into what I'm calling the rating game, but I'm going to let Klein announce it when we get there. That and name our... is so much better than the one I had. So we'll, oh, we'll co- recall oh, it. The rating game. <laughs> right, we'll get to that, David. Okay. The rating game in our supreme leading flagship topic. And we covered the latest in Galaxy News in the Rebel Report. But before all of that, let's check in with the smartest 75% of this podcast. Fellas, how are you faring in your part of the galaxy? Well, I just held it up in front of the camera. My beautiful fiance, she just walked in from a hard day's work making the big bucks so I can live my Star Wars podcast dream. And she walks in from the Okanagan Public Library. The Okanagan Regional Library, master and apprentice, boys. I am doing Let's it. I am diving go. into the literature, literary awesome. world of Star Wars. I got to learn to read first, but but after that, I will be fantastic. Once I get over that hill of illiteracy, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy myself. Do we need some reading groups after class, Klein? <laughs> I do, I do. Can you teach me what's it called? Is phonics a thing? I remember phonics being a word that had to do with learning how to read. Yeah, you got to get hooked on phonics. Mm. It's a yeah. drug. Mm. That's, that's what they were telling me. <laughs> that's what they told, that's so what they told me. That's why I never learned how to read. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, Klein, that's why I you got to audiobooks. Klein, you got to read that quick because then you got to get on to Brotherhood, which is... I think about there's Obi-Wan more. You guys May kept 5th. saying this book. I, there's 5th. more. I need to read I more than that just book. This. I'm I'm just with you on that book. May, no, no, me and you. But guys, Ooh. Brotherhood. It's like it's like a prequel oh, almost to the Clone May, Wars. May third, uh, that book comes out. Brotherhood comes out. So, yeah. so here's the thing about that, Thomas, is that that comes out May third. Mm-hmm. Obi Wan comes out May twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. 
27. Get it right. That's less. That's like that's, that's a little more than twenty days to read a book. I think it's going to take me. I think I, this book might take me longer than from here until Obi Wan. You're asking me to put another book in between that. Uh, an audio book. I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, guys, I'm trying to uh, sell it, man. Uh, I'm so inclined. I can't wait for you to finish reading Master and Apprentice. David, I can't wait for you to finish reading Master and Apprentice because we're going to have a Reckless yeah. Rebellion book club, and that will probably be the second ever Reckless Rebellion book club. Uh, we have our first one. It will be about the Queen's Hand trilogy. Um set for sometime in may people have to read the book as klein just said it takes time so uh i've already i crushed through it in a day listening to the audiobook so that will be in in may it's coming may the fourth be with you it'll be after that day i assure you i have to travel that week um also dr strange klein thank you for bringing up books and master and apprentice jack jack how you doing down there with your sexy microphone I don't I'm, know if we can call him Baby Jack Jack if we're gonna like call him sultry and sexy now. Like, I feel a little uncomfortable about that, Thomas. We guys need to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have a production meeting after this, Thomas. <laughs> we need to come up with a new nickname for Jack. Yeah, we got to come up with something. Padawan Pews. There it is. Now I don't it. feel comfortable with the Padme. <laughs> yeah. I hate sand. <laughs> Are you turned on? Yet? To, be f- to be fair, I fucking agree, and I I understand why people hate on it, but. Man, like, I see no lies. I see no <laughs> lies sand. in what he says. About sand. <laughs> I don't disagree with him. I just don't know how she falls in love with him after that. That's my question. <laughs> it's those those dreamy, dreamy Hayden Christians. like, eyes, you man. know what? And again, his space he had a point. Going. He hates sand, but it made his eyes nice and glassy. And I guess she liked that. Sure. Why not? Uh, real quick, though. My beautiful, wonderful fiance, Alana got uh, a job at a local hospital here a pediatric hospital so um nice. pretty excited for that i was jumping up and down i may have been more excited than she was but she was crying so that may have been why she wasn't jumping up and down uh but alana proud of you um now i'm going to talk about star wars in my new microphone shout out alana congratulations That's shout awesome. out shout out thank you guys i'll let her know She'll right. never hear this, but shout <laughs> Absolutely out. <Yeah. laughs> I'm still trying to get her to watch Star Wars. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, we've all been there. We're running out of time before David has to fly off to another space meeting. Another space meeting, So let's meeting, jump yes. into our supreme leading flagship topic. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to your supreme leading flagship topic for episode number 20 of Reckless Rebellion. I am Kleinfeld alongside me, my brethren along this journey, and I have come with a game, boys. Our first game of Reckless Rebellion. We're going to have fun with this. I don't know, Thomas, maybe we can throw some like game show music under this in the, in the edit. <laughs> well, who knows? Who knows? Basically, it's already there. I had a different name for this game. It was going to be called Overrated Underrated. Thomas, the rating game is so much better because it's a play on the dating game. It is going to be called The Rating Game. Are you ready, folks? Are you ready to play the rating game? Absolutely. I'm ready, Klein. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The concept is very simple. 
I, your illustrious host, will lay out some things to do with Star Wars. They could be anything. The movies, the books, objects in Star Wars, things, people, who knows, anything. And then my three fine cohorts alongside me today along this journey through digital space. They have to tell me if it is overrated or underrated. And from there, I'm sure debates will occur. There will be knives at throats, I am sure. And there is one clarification I want to make. This is specifically for you, David Thompson, Mr. I'm going to play and get into all the nitty gritty of the rules. There is nothing perfectly rated in the world, okay? This is the internet. We take sides. We do not sit on fences. We There is black and white. There is no gray. You need to make a decision, wow. sir. <laughs> okay. N David. properly rated. Got it. Calling David out once again. Nothing's properly rated. I support okay. David Thompson. Nothing is. Everything is either overrated or All underrated. Right. And you need to make oh, a decision. I, don't worry about me. So we're going to start with an example here. I will go around the horn. You guys give me what you think. If this, this is an example, I don't think any debates are going to occur here. We're just going to get into a couple quick you examples. Number one, a lightsaber. Jack, overrated, underrated. Always underrated. Lightsaber David? can do so many things. In the novelty sense or like as a tool in the universe? David, lightsaber. Overrated, <laughs> underrated. <laughs> underrated. Okay, Thomas. Contrarian, just for fuck it's sake, overrated. Oh, kill me. Oh, wow. Okay, so in this case, most of the time, so, oh no, we have a differing opinion. Let's get reasonings. Why? And then debates occur. Does everyone does yep, it make sense yep, to yep. everybody? So I shouldn't ask any okay. questions. Just say that my answer. Just <laughs> my answer just can't be pick. properly rated. You gotta pick. Klein is putting me into a box. You don't even need to man. give your reasoning here. If there's any contrarian opinions or afterwards, once I've heard from all of you, I will ask for reasoning if 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 it if it if yeah. it makes sense. Yes, Jack. Klein is like that professor that says only a hundred words, please. And David does yep. like 500 <laughs> asking different questions, different scenarios, totally different me. perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. You, you nailed it. So we started with lightsabers. That was fun. Everyone was like, oh, oh, underrated. I like lightsabers. They're cool. Okay. Our first ever Star Wars-y thing on the rating game. George motherfucking Lucas. David Thompson, overrated, underrated, go. Overrated. Whoa. Thomas, overrated, underrated, go. Underrated. Jack, Jack, Pews. Ugh. Overrated, underrated. Overrated. Okay. <laughs> now this is where the fun begins. I will go I to Thomas first because he is the odd one out. Thomas? Yeah, I was going to say overrated. And I was like, but honestly, George Lucas as the mind of Star Wars, completely underrated. Um, he, everything that we love from Rebels and what Filoni is doing are from his conversations with George Lucas and his mind and his world building. So I think that is going to be the underrated part for sure. Because um, that's not what people talk about. People talk about, oh, directing, oh, writing, and all that fun stuff. And fair. But it, it all came from his brain. 
it was his world building. So now that's... Jack and David, I don't know which one of you want to go first. Both of you seem to be on the wrong side of history here, but I'm just the host. I can't take sides. So I will go to Jack first because he's smiling at me. And Jack, why do you think that George Lucas is overrated? I was about to say underrated because I was thinking about all of his accomplishments, just what how he pushed the boundaries of film forward and the innovation that he, not all of it came from him, but he was kind of like the catalyst for it all. Um, and he apparently still pushes like, I told you guys about digital media or di- digital. I, I told you guys, no one wanted to listen to me. Um, but the reason I go overrated is because I thought about how many people on Twitter say that Revenge of the Sith is a masterpiece. Chill the F out. I see so many people talking about George Lucas. Oh, Thomas, I don't know what is that a thing. thing? Dude, I see it on my feed all the time. Definitely and, a thing. Oh, Revenge of the Sith is a masterpiece. I'm like, guys, relax. That's... So I feel like because of the sequels, there has been this huge wave of uh, like prequel lovers, which is great because I think the prequels are, yes, Thomas, like you. Um, I think the prequels got a little too much, not too much flack, but their, their, the positives of them weren't talked about enough. Um, but now there's people saying that like Revenge of the Sith and the pre are, is a masterpiece and you get people like Thomas putting Phantom Menace at like number six. And it's like, guys, as a filmmaker, as a writer and a director, I just, I think there is a large sect of Star Wars fans that need to need to be told that he is overrated and that there is, let's just say there are a lot of other directing like masterpieces out there and George Lucas, none of his films are really one of them, except maybe 77 star Wars. He did a good job with that, but we've also heard that that was really saved in the editing room by his wife. So that's Thomas. I I, I will allow, I will allow because, because you're the odd one out here, Thomas, do you want to make a retort? You have 30 seconds here. If you would like to rebut. Fuck Twitter. Okay. Okay. David, your reasoning. Um, mine's of a similar vein to the Jack. Like I've had to think about it obviously for a second. It took me seconds to pass it to me first. Um, and I think it's just goes down to the prequels for me. And I think in 2022 right now, just like Jack said, we're having this like prequel renaissance, which I don't think is necessarily completely warranted, especially like how people now suddenly view the prequels in a lot of ways where if you really go back and watch those films, like there's a lot, a lot wrong with them from a filmmaking standpoint, the story, that's the thing. We can always say that the story is good, blah, 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 blah. Like we're, we're all Star Wars fans here, but I do think he's overrated in the sense that he's just, I mean, he had to sell Lucasfilm. I don't know. Like that, that honestly, to me, he sold his company because shrug, right? Like, I mean, he didn't, he didn't want to continue making the movies. So in my opinion, like I love Star Wars so much, but I do think like him as a creator is a bit overrated. It's a tough one, though. It's definitely this is definitely not a definite. Okay. Definitive. Okay. That's the point of this game. It's gut answers. How you like? It's the most raw emotion will come out right from just that overrated, underrated. It's how how it how it comes off immediately. Yep. Are you ready for number two, Thomas? I'm going to come to you first on this. I know it's Shit. hard. <laughs> yes, Jack. You have your hand up. What's going on? I I just wanted to I just want to say one more thing that I wanted to say, but for forgot he had a lot more control in the prequels and there were a lot of other people and creators involved in the original trilogy and he was given that control in the prequels and they turned out the way they did so i'm just gonna say that 
Fair enough. Thomas, he I'm going to come to you Cone first Wars. here. I'm going to come to you first here, Thomas. Are you ready? Yeah, number two. We're ready. Star Wars, episode six, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Overrated, underrated, TCR, make your decision. Uh, this, is has, this is so obvious. Uh, honestly, I think it's a little. Yeah. It's a little, it's not like astronomical. It's like it, it edges over the line. Remember what I said? There is no gray here. Oh, it it's is not it gray. Is, it edged okay. over the line. David, overrated, I think underrated. Return of the Jedi is definitively underrated. Jack? You're I want to say my I, same enthusiasm David did. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. I guess I, I guess I'm delayed uh, a little bit. I agree with David. Oh. <laughs> okay. David Thompson, you were the most enthusiastic here. We know Thomas's thoughts. I don't even think I even need to go to him on this. He hates fun. He hates this film. David, uh -huh. but I'm again impartial. Impartial yeah, right. host here, just Weird. in a suit and tie. I can't take sides. David Thompson, <clears throat> why is this film underrated? This film's underrated because it's oftentimes not even in the top two of star wars movies for a lot of people like people are like empire and then some people have a new hope over return of the jedi some people have rogue ones people have last jedi some people have um revenge of the sith to me because of phantom some people menace phantom menace thomas's phantom menace higher than return of the jedi and in my opinion Return of the Jedi is possibly the best Star Wars film. I personally, we went over the rankings a few weeks ago. I have Empire number one, but on a different day, I might have Return of the Jedi number one on my list. I genuinely think it is maybe just peak Star Wars storytelling, and I, there's so much good about it. I don't need to do a whole review. I just think it's fundamentally underrated as to how people look at it and rank it. Thomas, give it to me. Why is this film overrated? Shrug, man. I just, I, I think that it's not the Star Wars movie for me. So I rate it lower than everybody else. And then people are just yelling at me because they're like, what are you talking about? It's perfect. And I'm like, okay. I don't lose my mind because you hate Revenge of the Sith or Phantom Menace. No, so the last Jedi, I do now. lose my mind about that. But honestly, this movie, um, to be fair, if I had the original cut of it, I'd probably love this movie way more. It'd be my number. It'd be my number two probably because that's that's where it was my number one. You know, we, I, when I first watched, I was like, "Wow!" And then the updates have retroactively made this movie worse to watch mm. for me. Because now I have to skip more parts in the movie than I care to. Mm -hmm. And the entire opening sequence, because of Star Wars, uh, Family Guy, Star Wars, uh, it's, it's a trap, that episode. The whole, you know, the start of the Return of the Jedi song, right then, that bump, 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 that, I think of Family Guy. That whole time when I listen, and then it's right there, and Luke gives the thing. That right there. Beautiful I think moment. Of family God guy. damn. And, and I don't think of the movie I'm watching, which makes me feel like it it, it doesn't. It, it's got to fall a little oh. bit. I got 
These are not good reasons. These it are not good decisions in my opinion. You, you made your decision, I man. I don't lie. But you made your decision. at the same time, eh, it's in the it's in the bottom half of my Star Wars enjoyment films. Now, Jack, before Come we move me, on to the next one here, just, just I'm handing you the knife. Take it to Thomas's throat. Go ahead. Light some fires. Do what you have to do here. Why is, do you think this hatred. film is underrated? I was listening to a show one time on YouTube, and it was like a Star Trek versus Star Wars debate. And the guy arguing for Star Trek said, you look at the first six Star Wars movies, and only two of them are good. And I about threw my phone across the room. I wanted to scream. I wanted to cry. I didn't do any of those things. I bottled it up because I was like, you know what? It's not worth my energy. Thomas, you're so, 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 so wrong. I like, I don't know how you look at the throne room scene in that movie and go, you know, this movie's just a little overrated. I mean, like, come on, like, what's going on here? I mean, he got an emperor. We haven't even been introduced to him before, and now he's here. Like, shut up. Like, that is, it's so good. We got Ewoks. People complain about Ewoks. Oh, they blink. They don't think what's going on. Like, ooh, they, it's so silly. I do hate Ewoks. Star Wars is silly. Welcome to the world, guys. Like, that's what Ewoks are. Like, they are silly little creatures who, like, overtake this entire empire with the help of some rebels with them like that we have seen that throughout star wars on multiple planets since and everyone praises it but not for return of the jedi ewoks are dumb ewoks are stupid well guess what i'm here to tell you they're not this movie's so much fun this might be the most fun star wars movie and it's also one of the most emotional we get the whole completion of darth vader's arc this is it guys return of the jedi underrated great movie thomas you're wrong good night I love the passion. Now, moving on, I know that David eventually is going to have to leave, and I do not want to. Sell this movie. I don't want to stop this one from happening, so I'm just going to put it out here. I had it in the show a little later, but I got to put it out there. Jack, because everyone else has gone first, you're about to go first for the first time. Are you excited? Just Just give me your thinking here before we get into it. My old Padawan. I'm... I'm very excited, Thomas. I love you. I'm sorry. I just got a little passionate there. Hugs, air hugs, digital <laughs> no, hugs. No, it's fine. Um, it's passion's yeah, good. Go, I'm ready. Passion's good. Yes, give in to Jack, your passion. Jack Pews. Overrated or underrated? The Star Wars animated projects, including Rebels, Resistance, and the Clone Wars. <gasps> Ooh. Overrated, underrated, Jack. One trillion, billion, thousand, hundred, whatever percent underrated. David. Um. <laughs> that sigh. That sigh, man. <laughs> I'd say they're overrated. Oh, boy, oh. Thomas. I think I'm the only one on this show that's even watched Resistance. Underrated on a level hitherto undreamt of. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Before I let the dogs upon you, David Thompson, <laughs> before I hang the meat, like that loudly. poor little, was it a cow? I'm out Jurassic Park's on the mind. A cow into the Velociraptor pen. 
David Thompson, make your defense. Why are these Star Wars animated projects overrated in your mind? Go well, ahead. I'll be honest. I haven't really seen much of Rebels. Um, it hasn't been a sh- it hasn't really? been a show that I've you know seen much of. Uh, I've watched you know I've seen Clone Wars. Loser. I, yeah. I. <laughs> okay. Okay. Jack, wait your turn. <laughs> you can call names later. Um. I apologize. You know. There's a part of me where it's like I haven't maybe give specifically Rebels it's a, a fair shot. So I, but I have to say overrated because I just am not I'm not drawn to them. I think that's part of it, right? It's not that I'm like here and I hate Star Wars. So I'm not going to watch Rebels. I've heard a lot of positive things, not from the not not even just from the people on this podcast, but from others as well. Um, I just to me. I'm the kind of guy, first and foremost, I'm a movie guy over a TV show guy most of the time, especially when it comes to these like bigger, like I, right now I'm struggling with like these Disney plus MCU shows. I, I'm going to take a stance soon that, that I'm not comparing these to movies in the MCU. I have to separate them because and it's it's on that same like plain like line of thinking where it just doesn't, it just feels a little, I don't know cheaper to me more like drawn out where i don't really i'm not really there for the commitment and in that case i think it's overrated because i don't think it's as i don't know enjoyable to sit down and watch in my personal experience but you know david that was very well put and i thank you for opening yourself up like that and being honest thank you klein however thomas carter rochester (laughs) Velociraptor number one. Here's the cow. Oh, he's putting the hood up. Oh, no. The Undertaker's here. (laughs) (laughs) What fun. David Thompson, I have told you, I've preached how good Clone Wars is, and you've seen it. You've, You've understood. You take that storytelling of the last season of Clone Wars and started on day one, episode one of Rebels, and it's like fucking freight train that just barrels through and it moves so fast i've re-watched the entire first two seasons in a week on accident because i'm getting other stuff done while i'm doing this but all of a sudden i'm like sitting here crying because ahsoka shows up and i forget she shows up on the episode she did and then you get in later on and you get the vader ahsoka stuff and you get a lot more things and final words are said that i'm like oh my god we actually saw that i forgot she says this thing that ties into the exact finale the 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 finale the siege of mandalore arc but everybody knows that jack's gonna also grand admiral mithran yorodo makes his appearance and i can't wait for more but i'm gonna talk resistance I don't like the animation style that much. It is it is not my favorite. Um, I watched an animated Iron Man show when he was a teenager or whatever um, from 2008. Really good. Really fun. Same animation style. Hard then, hard now. But the story of Resistance ties into The Force Awakens in a way I did not expect. And once it did that, I realized I don't know if I should watch season two yet just in case it doesn't tie in as much. So I haven't seen season two. 
only because I want to rewatch the entire sequence of films with me lads here. And then from there, dive into resistance when I need to in between uh, six and seven. And if we go crazy, we can fit in Mando. But hey, hey, don't want to push it on you. Jack. Okay. Jack. Preach Rebels. Yeah, look, I don't feel like there's anything I need to say about Clone Wars. People say that enough um, on various social media platforms. And in fact, Bryce Dallas Howard talked about Clone Wars today. So just go listen to those people. Uh, Resistance, I've watched like five episodes. It's it's not as bad as I thought it would be. Again, not really for me, but we'll see how maybe it could fit in with the rest of the films or just like the era once I dive in a little deeper. Star Wars Rebels, I watched an episode um, last week, this weekend, and it's one of my favorite episodes just in Star Wars in general, but it the ending specifically reminded me of like, this show is God-tier Star Wars for me. The storytelling, and it's beautiful, and then even... I was never really a big fan of the animation style, but then I looked at this one shot in this episode. I was like, oh my God, it's beautiful. Like it's spectacular. Thin lightsabers, meh. But this one shot like blew me away. I was like, wow. I kind of, I love this show so much and I preach about it all the time. And I even forgot about how good it is. Uh, It just fits within the Star Wars universe so well, and specifically that time period. It connects the prequels and the original trilogy uh, so well. Like, it's astonishing how well it connects it to. Um, And it's my third favorite Star Wars project of all time. So you fall in love with the family. You fall in love with these characters. David, you will watch it before Ahsoka comes out. I will make it my life's mission. David, have you seen Avatar The Last Airbender, the show? Yeah, of course. Fantastic. Star Wars Rebels and Avatar The Last Airbender are more comparable in terms of tone, emotion, and payoff. I just realized that while Jack Mm. was talking. I was like, you know, that is the most Avatar that Filoni does, and that show is beautiful. Mm. The animation is sometimes weird. I don't get – I don't deny that, but the storytelling overtakes – and the cinematography will overtake and it's going to make you cry a lot. You know, it's funny. I had a realization because like, I, you know, I don't really think about my experience with the rebels very often because it's very minimal, but I, I was reminded when we were sitting here listening to Jack talk that I remember specifically when rebels was, I guess, first coming out, I wasn't really paying attention and I saw a clip or like a shot of Vader animation, his animation in rebels. And I was mm. like, no way am I watching that? And then that was it. Fuck you, man. I was you like, know I thought you were about art- to say something different, Dave. <laughs> I loved it. The art style it is based Dang. on the uh, those the old like concepts, right? Ralph McQuarrie. Like that's art, the, yeah. the yeah. Um, I don't like the way it well, looks in the show at all. I haven't really seen. I haven't really seen it, but it like it looks. You'll get over creepy. it just because of the story. He's got a long. David, I promise. He's got a long oh, yeah. face. Something. Yeah, there's something off from like. It's got a very long face. He does. Um. He does. We'll do a couple more of these, and then and then and then I'm sh- and then David will have to be gone. Sad. This next one. Love you, buddy. That's okay. You kind That's of, but all shit. of you have kind of touched on this here and there throughout so far. We'll start with you, Thomas. Okay. Ray Palpatine 
and or Skywalker, whatever you want. Underrated. Underrated. Jack. This this is a weird one. Um, <laughs> like this uh, whole game is dumb and weird. Okay, <laughs> really? Don't, don't give me that. This is a weird one. Uh, Welcome I'll, to the cantina, kid. Uh, well, oh, I don't know what David's gonna say. I don't know if I should be the contrarian. Uh, I'll say underrated. That's why I, I underrated. Okay, underrated. David, oh. Underrated. Okay, so everyone agrees there. Underrated. I think she gets a lot more hate than. I think is Agreed. maybe necessary. Yeah, no, he, she gets way more stay, hate. Stay yeah. unbelievable. Stay sequels here. Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Jack, lead us off. Completely oh, yeah, underrated. Jack. David, completely overrated. Thomas. Underrated and I'll die on the hill. I love you all so much. I don't know if we need to spend a lot yeah, of time here. Because we I think we've I think we I think we we've torn to it all. We've torn David down a little a, a little bit here. So it's fine. I I, I am I stronger we'll in, our, than in our earlier. Okay. 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 Fair enough. Yeah. We'll go Fair we'll enough. go with we'll depth go, here, but we'll we we've deep. chatted about it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go. Now, five Anto, hours. Anto bites I, a bomb. I'll do. I'll do a. I'll do a choose your own adventure here. Ooh. Modern nice. or classic? What would you prefer? Modern. Modern. David, do you want to go? Where do you want to go? Modern or classic? Uh, classic. And Jack. I'll go modern. Modern? Okay. Okay. The Disney Plus era of Star Wars. Underrated or overrated? Does it get too much hate? Does it not get enough the hate? Dis- too Disney much love? Plus era of Star Wars. So the Disney Plus shows? From Mandalorian, yeah. So from, Man- like, yeah, the Disney Plus projects, I guess okay. I would call them. I have a Mandalorian, Book okay. of Boba Fett. I got my spot yes, underrated. Does the Clone War season seven okay, count? One under. Yes, I will count I that. Gonna... I will count the final okay. season. Yeah. I'm counting it in my head and I still say underrated. Okay. David? Underrated. Oh, it's not where I thought you were going to go. Okay. That's interesting. Same. Jack. I got to go underrated. The only thing, the only thing I haven't okay. liked is, um, well, I haven't watched Bad Batch. Is yeah, Boba. Boba. And even Boba gave me two of the best episodes I've seen. I mean, like that show as a okay. whole, that right. show as for what it was, was like stupid and like <laughs> worthless. But the, those episodes within it that were about Mando and Luke, phenomenal. And I think like what the Mandalorian has been in its first two seasons is some of the best Star Wars we've seen. And it's completely revitalized what Disney has with Lucasfilm. So underrated. Cool, cool. Jack, do you want to chime in here with any... Any of your reasoning? Yeah, I'll just say that in, there's been... I could be wrong about this. Oh, I didn't count Visions because I haven't seen it when I did this. Um, and I will watch it, guys. I promise, Klein, Thomas. I promise. Um, that rhymed, I think. We'll I'll get to that later, that. okay? Okay. Um, since The Rise of Skywalker, or like including The Rise of Skywalker, for me, Star Wars has been four and two in their projects. And I'm pretty sure all the four wins have been Disney+. Plus. So, yeah, I got to go underappreciated. Or under underrated, not appreciated. 
Yeah. Thomas, any any reason here? Um, no one mentioned the Lego holiday special, mm. um, which was um absolutely fun. And I I headcanon it. Uh Ray went time traveling and met all these people, fucked the world between worlds up, and then came back and realized that uh told Finn she's like, I thought I was just a really bad my, my Asta, but I'm sorry I put it on you. Sound like Steven or, or whatever. from Moon Knight. But really... <laughs> <laughs> Hiya! <laughs> I heard the joke too. Later, I, Gator. I'm a gift shop. No, Steven, a gift shop. I work at a gift shop. Well, used to work at a gift shop. That's really um, good, the soup. Um, While we hit Omega, right? The Bad Omega. Batch, really. No one touched Bad Batch because uh, I absolutely adore it. And even I probably don't hold it as high as i should um i haven't rewatched it once they announce when season two is i'll watch season one again all i remember is that it was good and it kind of hurt me a lot and i didn't want to relive that you know what i'm saying some, okay. some pain there okay in the beginning and the end do how much time how much time do we have do we want to do one two more 17 minutes 17 minutes do we want let's one or two, two more. more give them to me Two, two more. Okay. Okay. We'll we'll do this one, and then we'll finish off with another movie or series title. This one, though, I have no idea where it's gonna go. Intrigue. It's another person, not a fictional person, a real life person. Kathleen Kennedy. Mm. David. Underrated, with a bullet. Okay. 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 Jack, underrated with two bullets. <laughs> wow. And Thomas, I also agree. So that's okay. Kind of okay, that's okay. That's fine. fine. You that's said, fine. You yeah. said Kathleen yeah. Kennedy. Is it like her time mm-hmm. with Star Wars? I was. That's kind okay. of what I'm. I mean, this was is a Star thinking. Wars podcast, after all. <laughs> yeah. I would. I. Might, <laughs> I went everything. I would say in the moment now. I still think she's underrated. I don't think she gets the credit she deserves for Disney Plus era of Star Wars. I don't know how much of that's her. At the end of the day, she's the one at the top. So current current you know, era, I would say if she's, she's if she's know. if she's learned from the mistakes of like if the truth was that she was meddling in the production and trying to press or change the script in certain ways so it landed, quote unquote. If she learned that that's not how you do things and this is how you do things, underrated. Because that is a key point to then still be like, okay, well, I want to do this and this and this. And now she wants to do these things. She can go to the guy with the hat, Dave Filoni, and be well, like, that's all right. I think, I think that he's I got still- a little bit more sway or not a little bit more sway. I think that she's just kind of like, do whatever you want. She's, mm-hmm. I don't know if how many how many strings she's pulling. Jack, go well, ahead. I was just going to say that I think it's underrated the issues that Disney executives may have caused with Lucasfilm projects in terms of like solo. Bob Iger has been pretty clear in his book that he, he made a mistake when he decided to put solo out in May, 2018 instead of December, 2018. Um, I think that they were the ones Disney as a whole was the ones like rushing the sequels to come out, like right after they bought them and immediately went into production without maybe thinking things through a little bit more. Cause obviously they want that money. Um, yeah, I, I, I think 
I think she deserves a little bit of blame here. And I think she deserves a little bit of slack here and there. Um, But yeah, specifically with Disney plus, I agree with Thomas. I don't think she gets the credit that she deserves, even though she may not be making like the overall big decisions. I mean, she's still signing off on things. So. Yeah, she is. She is signing the checks at the end of the day and, and everything. She is the holocron keeper after all. That is her official Mm -hmm. title. David Thompson, you you look you are pondering here you look like a philosopher if you had a beard you would be stroking it like i'm just i'm interested where's your head at well like just generally outside of stars as a career kathleen kennedy is like one of the greatest producers of all time i mean so like i think with my bullet statement earlier that was kind of where i was coming from from but also with star wars i i actually don't think she's done a phenomenal job i don't think anyone really has think has thought she's done a phenomenal job with star wars but i think she gets way too much hate and that's where like if we're playing this the rating game part of it is how p- other people like view these movies or view these topics right and i think she gets way she gets thrown under the, under the bus way too quickly in all of this for the points even like jack just made about the disney overlords so I would definitely still stick with underrated, even though I don't necessarily think she's done a phenomenal job. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Oh, Jack's got to get the glasses. So we all have the spectacles on. I I wanted to be a part of it too. I love you so much, Jack. I've never seen your glasses on, Jack. I love it. So for our final one, I'm, I am, I'm at a bit of a, a crossroads with it in that, I'm going to say it and you are all going to have an immediate reaction. Really, really think about it because this is something that gets a lot of hate. I would say that its rating is fairly, fairly low. It could be a little bit higher than it is, I think. And I think maybe one of you also will immediately think that. But I want everyone to take it in, internalize it for a sec, let it marinate, and then come to me. It is a movie. And it's the last Star Wars movie we have seen in theaters. It's Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Mm. See, Thomas, you, you hate it. You hate you hate what I'm putting you through here. <laughs> I do because <laughs> this isn't something that generally people gen like. The thing is with Last Jedi, it's very divisive. There's a lot of people that love it and a lot of people that hate it. I would say with with Rise of Skywalker. That contingent of love is is quite tiny, I, and generally, a lot of people do not I like have it. My answer. Uh, this it's is a, this is it's the got, issue. you have your answer, Jack. Yeah, yeah please. Go it's ahead. got a very low rating. You need to remember this. Yeah. It's, oh, it, no, is, I know. it is very, very held very poorly in public regard. Yeah. Okay. Outside of our rankings, like how low? Because I don't forty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I think generally Twitter fair. Sphere. Yeah, generally fairly low. Do, do would you like the numbers while you think about it, Thomas? Yes, please. I'm, I'm sure. pretty well, sure. Let me, let me it has to be I'm pretty right sure here. it's forty six percent critics uh, for Rotten Tomatoes, and then it's like eighty. Wow. What about audience? 84 for audience, I think. 46%. It is. It is a 52 on Rotten Tomatoes. It went up. Critic score. I'm telling you, it was in the 86 audience score. I think I said that. I I don't know how much I buy into audience score simply because audience score, like that's the hive. Like anyone can go and influence that audience score. I think a lot of people were coming out of the Rise of Skywalker, like audiences 
saying like, well, I mean, I guess it's better than The Last Jedi. Like, I think there's a big, like those people who hated The Last Jedi, I think yeah. just kind of yeah. wanted to like The Rise of Skywalker. But yeah, that's my take on the audience score. I knew this one would cause internal conflict, I, especially yeah. amongst Thomas. <laughs> I can see him being torn apart. I can see yeah. Thomas is right now. Thomas is like Kylo Ren or Ben Solo in this movie. It's genuinely me, rated like, exactly I, as it should be. I think like that's the part that hey, kills me because I'm like, hey, I'm Thomas, like, we went over this. I hate it. But we, we did go over everybody this. Else does. I have this, my this, answer, man. It sounds like you. I said I supported David Thompson in his endeavors. <laughs> Jack, you seem you seem eager. David also seems like he knows where he's going. This was Jack. Easy. What do you? Or no, I'll go David first. Yeah, go David. You guys go know ahead. it's underrated for me, obviously. Yeah. I'm gonna chime in here. It's the only one I'm gonna give. I also think it is quite severely underrated. Jack, quite severely underrated. I agree, Klein and David. Good. Great side of history. <laughs> Good right answer. Correct, Jack Hughes. <laughs> I won't kill you. <laughs> See, audience is like at 86%. Like, okay, but okay, Thomas. That's Mary high, and John Front right? Porch, who live down the street, right? They went and saw this movie. They're not going to go and influence that score. That's the hive, man. That's the Twitter. They're 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 the people going on there going, oh, I love it. I love did it. Did Mary so much. and John not have a fun at the theater watching the Rise of Skywalker? I think they had Bob fun, loved but it. I don't think they. He had a great time. I can go bring him on. Bob right Hughes now. is the metric we're going on. Is Bob there? Is can we get Bob's reading? on <laughs> this? I have fun. I don't want to bring him I on the podcast. I just hate parts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, underrated. I'm sorry, Dominic Monaghan. Underrated, underrated. Thomas thinks the Rise of Skywalker Officially, is underrated. Book it. Fuck you. Say critics. it again. Can you say? It? I just want to hear it. I just want to hear it again. Just give it to me. It is my number ten out of eleven what we asked, Star Wars yes, film, yep, and it yep. is underrated. Yeah, that's not what I asked you. <laughs> But it and is it's underrated. Yeah, exactly. And you Return of the Jedi Clip it out for is social, overrated. everybody. <laughs> and there is. I will probably change that. <laughs> Blasts are hurting my eyes. And, um, <laughs> that was the whole point of the game today was to get Thomas to simply say that. <laughs> Thank you that very much. Folks. I said when I rewatch it, it's probably going to change because I don't remember that, when I last watched. <laughs> that has been the first. Most broad, probably the last edition Fuck of the rating no. game. <laughs> We're doing this again. I that was so game. much fun. <laughs> There's so much we didn't touch on. Well, that's the thing is I wanted to keep it broad because think about it. We could do an Obi-Wan version of this where it's yeah. just specifically Obi-Wan related things. You could bear us off. Bear us off. We'll get to Don't even give your answer. Don't. America Chavez. America Chavez. <laughs> America Chavez. Overrated. I was, I was so well, I, haven't, I haven't seen Multiverse of Madness yet. So. Yeah. Well, I heard she can cross universes, so fuck it. She's Spider-Man. Hey, dude, make that Patton Oswalt Parks and Rec thing just reality. Have oh Star Wars crossover. Yeah, and yeah I think the overrated, underrated game is really you. fun for um, people, characters, movies that have a really strong like opinion for, where it's like, wait a second. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. How do I how do I feel Let's about this? It makes you learn a lot about yourself in doing oh, this. Oh, I got yeah. passionate tonight. This is a great game, <laughs> genuinely. It'd be <laughs> it'd be funny to do more um 
characters like characters we could mm-hmm. if we yeah do, we could do like a, mm-hmm. just just a character game like even like per trilogy or something oh, yeah that'd be a lot of fun yeah they, i think they could get some yeah, really I got a few. yeah yeah, let's I, fight dude, about it. <laughs> I went through a list of just Star Wars things. I got a list like seven pages long. Like I could, we could just keep going. I love Joe, that so much. <laughs> no, no, just like Jeopardy, Thomas. We gotta, we, can, we gotta keep we, people wanting to come back can, for more. Okay, we can sprinkle in a few here and there. <laughs> just too. out of nowhere, you're like making a point, Thomas. <laughs> quick, overrated, underrated, yeah. rating game, Padme. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> he doesn't even know. Because I think I think she's perfectly <laughs> rated. I think she gets exactly the amount hey, of love. Thomas, I is, is what are you sitting on? Because it sounds like you're sitting on a fence. <laughs> no. Okay, good. There's good. no fence. Okay. It's well, a moat. <laughs> thank you very much. I'm going to pass the show now back to our usual host, Thomas Carter Rochester, and I think David Thompson is going to be yes, leaving. Yes. It was a pleasure, guys. This was a very David, fun where game. can everyone find you on social media? Um, and of course, your uh, other show, which you're about to go get hyped up for. Super hyped up for. Yeah, you guys can go follow me on Twitter at David Thompson. That's two A's in the David. And then, of course, go subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Cinema Spending, a movie business podcast. Um, this upcoming Monday, that'll be, what, April 18th. I'm having the BO Podcast Boys on my podcast. We are playing a game, a similar not, not, not really a similar game, but a game we are going to be taking the 2010s, the decade of the 2010s, and for each year in the 2010s, we are going to be breaking down what we'll be picking, bringing to the table, our biggest surprise at the box office that year. It could either be a failure or a success. Whatever was the biggest surprise that we that's found, and it can either be a, like a dud or a delight. So that's the concept of uh, this upcoming episode, so go mm. check it out. Um Morbius. Morbius is not in the 2010s, and I would... Overrated, underrated. <laughs> Overrated. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> All right, guys. It's been fun. Thank you. See you, David. Morbius Go watch Rebels. Bye, Bye watch David. Go watch Thank God Jurassic. he's gone. Jeez. Oh, God, that guy. That yeah, now it's gone. just us learned animation lovers. Indeed. Um, Indeed. Klein, I, I genuinely loved... I was that. really unsure was with how so that was going to go, but I'm very happy. That was great. Let's take a break. Hey, guys, head on over to radbear.com to get the raddest, baddest in nerd couture. They've got everything you could ever want. Power Rangers bomber jackets. That's all I've really seen on the website. It's hella lit, just like a rad bear would say. Use code REVEL77 at checkout, and you get 10% off. Wow. Radbear.com. Look at that. Check it, bro. And we are back. Welcome to the Rebellion, kiddos. We're going to hop right into our Rebel Report. News, 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 Lego Star Wars. Klein, go. I'm very happy to report, folks. Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga has been beaten. I have played all nine episodes. I have seen through them. I have seen all that the bricks in the galaxy have to show me. You can full find my full review. I wrote it up over on mobilesyrup.com. Please go check it out. Otherwise, they won't pay me anymore and I won't get to do cool shit like that anymore. <laughs> but I really liked it. It's so much fun. This might not be, I don't think like the qualitatively 
best Star Wars game ever, but I think mm-hmm. it's my favorite simply because it is like a celebration of this series and it's simple and it's fun. And it kind of reminds me a lot of like, I don't know, like vanilla ice cream. Like there's better ice creams out there, like cookie dough or like chocolate mint or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like vanilla ice cream is still delicious and it's simple and it doesn't isn't trying to do anything crazy, but it's still just amazing. And yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. I'm have put it aside for now. I put played 45 hours in about a week. So my brain is kind of, I'm seeing the world in bricks. And so I've had oh, to yeah. take a little bit of a break <laughs> and I've put it away. Uh, but I think I'm going to come back and do a little more and have a little more fun in it. Cause this universe is just so much fun to play around in. Um, especially running around like Coruscant as job of the hut or a gonk droid is it's it's the best i'm i'm having fun i'm looking forward to thomas i'm looking forward to you playing it i'm looking forward to david playing it jack i have no hope for you so i don't have hope for me either (laughs) fair enough dude wow man (laughs) hashtag go to therapy kids (laughs) hashtag for fucking real it's not it's it's okay to not be okay yeah, I tell myself that True. every day as I tell That's why I have a semicolon on my arm. Balance. Uh, is that? Yeah. It's right, okay. it's right beside my Deathly Hollows tattoo and my infinity sign oh. that says infinity in it. Infinity. <laughs> in case you didn't know. Infinity is a One Direction I'm song. I'm sorry. And it's very good. I love it. I love it. Infinity mm. is also the first half of Buzz Lightyear's catchphrase. Damn right it is. Yeah. Can't wait for that movie. Yeah. Let's get back to speaking yeah. of sci-fi. Yeah, any, anyways, Wars, good segue. Vision season two, baby. This comes from the direct. Uh, it says insider Jordan Mason recently shared on Cinelinks that season two of Star Wars Visions is currently in the works. He claims that multiple sources have not only confirmed this, but that it will be coming as soon as this uh, fall of this year. And that September and October have both been listed as possible release months. Season one was released September 22nd, 2021. So a fall release for season two will put them close to a year apart. Uh, The report also states some of the Japanese anime studios that worked on season one will return and they will be continuations of the same stories. Uh, Also rumored. Uh, suggests that an official announcement of it will be made at Star Wars Celebrations, which, I mean, obviously, that's May 26th to the 29th in Anaheim, California. Uh, Maybe even having footage release as well, because if it's coming out in the fall, why not have footage already done in May? Klein, go, baby. We did it, guys. Today, love wins. Love wins. How many weeks, Thomas? Every week. Mm. We're at episode Every, 20 right now. 20. Every single episode, even when we were talking about Boba Fett, I'm sure I mentioned Visions. And <laughs> in the last, like, probably six or seven weeks, I have been saying not just Visions. I've been saying, I loved Visions. Go watch it. I don't think we're ever going to get a season two. Like, I think that this was it. I don't think we're... I think maybe I'll have to go check the Excel spreadsheet. I think one of my predictions might have been that season two of Visions is coming which that gets me very excited about. But like, come on, guys. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? We're going to get more. And 
not only are we going to get more, but some of them are literally going to be continuations of what we've already seen, which is what we've been asking for. Give me the duel number two. Give me the ninth Jedi number two. Give me mm. the oh, village bride. Give me all of it. Even give me more Toby if you have to. <laughs> I am so excited. Yeah, give me Toby. For this. And I'm ex- Jack, you particularly are going to love Toby. You are going to be all about Toby. <laughs> um, I'm pumped. But like in all in in all honesty, I am so excited by this. I tweeted out when this happened that I've thought about it a lot. I think the first season of Visions is my favorite Star Wars thing. Full stop. Mm-hmm. It, I it. love it so much. It takes wow. everything I love about Star Wars and it distills it into this this beautifully easily watchable thing. There's not a ton of commitment to it. But my favorite thing about Star Wars has always been these mysteries and these the, the universe itself, not necessarily the characters. And this takes that universe and it doesn't have to worry about canon. It doesn't have to worry about any of that. It just has fun. And I, I'm i so excited for season two. I can't wait to see what these continuations are alongside. They didn't say all of them are going to be continuations. I'm excited to see what else is brought forward because the first season was a proof of concept. Get crazy now. Bring people in who maybe were on the fence before, just like Thomas on the fence, on the fence before, <laughs> and bring them in and have them get even crazier. Because at first they were like, you know what? Maybe they won't take this idea. Then they saw the first season. And they said, okay, we're going to pitch this idea because they went off the wall with this. I mean, just look at the twins. Like that was insane. Mm. And we're going to, I think, get more of that. And we're going to get more excellent Star Wars storytelling. I'm very excited for this. I don't know if either of you have anything else to say about it. Vision Seasons 2, baby. Love wins. We did it. Let's go. Padawan Pews, it is now required homework. It's like less than two hours, Jack. Like Indeed, yeah. You could finish I, it I'll be in one sitting. I, I know. I know. Uh, yeah, no, I know. I know. I will. Can it's that it other sitting. guy I got to worry I'm that, about. I'm that kind of guy. True, man. What's his deal? What's his problem? I don't know. I'll don't check know. visions out, guys. I promise. Please do. On to the next story, because apparently we are passing the old baton here, or the lightsaber, <laughs> I guess you could say, in Star Wars. <laughs> Speaking of lightsabers, Jedis that have two, Ahsoka, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. The direct, or one of the directors has joined the Ahsoka Disney Plus show. This comes from the direct... They report the Hollywood reporters revealed that Peter Ramsey is set to direct at least one episode of Lucasfilm's live action Ahsoka series for Disney plus Ramsey previously served as one of the co-directors on Sony's Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, which was released in 2018. And a little bit of editorial here is my second favorite movie of all time. And one of the best animated movies ever made, maybe the best animated movie ever made. It is excellent Into the Spider-Verse. Great. But we're not talking about the Spider-Verse. We're talking about Ahsoka. Does this news excite either of you guys? It gets me amped because it means that I am excited by this because Disney is continuing their commitment to bring in top tier talent into their stable to work on these shows, even if it's for one episode. And this really shows me that, I mean, it's not a name like this would never happen. It's not a name like Quentin Quentin Tarantino or Martin Scorsese, but it is a big director and they're just bringing him in for an episode. I would love to see them continue to do that with like these high caliber names. I don't know. Thomas, what do you think? You look inquisitive over there. Yes. He has directed two 
of my favorite animated things of all time 2012's rise of the guardians and 2018's spider-man into the spider yes um both of those films are fantastic i'm seeing he Wait, also directed the, 10 episodes the, the guardians is the owl movie yeah, no rise no. of the guardians is the young jack, jack frost. frost oh okay with okay. chris pine you know, um um Yes, and uh, Hugh Jackman plays the bunny. He goes, oh, the Easter the bunny. bunny. He's Australian. He's yeah, he's the Easter bunny. It's one he's, of the best superhero movies ever. It's fantastic. Um, uh, uh, mm, okay. Think Intriguing. about that one. I haven't looked at it. Rise of Guardians, overrated, yeah, underrated. I love it. <laughs> underrated, uh, underrated, because I don't, I didn't know people love that movie. Thank, shout out Jack, man. Let's go, Jack. Yeah, James is Guardian. It scares a, me. Oh man, yeah. Um, I I love this. Uh, because his the things that he's done is um a lot, a lot of great stuff. A lot of good storyboard artists, which means if they're using the volume, he's seeing something specific. So he might be straight up being, uh, he might be part of the art department. Like it's, we're finding out he's directing an episode now, but as we know with Mandalorian, they've been signed on for how long already working on it years to this point, usually. So NDAs are fantastic when, you know, everybody wants to shut their mouths on it. Uh, he was a storyboard artist for Hulk as well, 2000 and, uh, 2003. Ooh, so Ang Lee's out. Hulk. Ang Lee, yes. baby. Mm -hmm. Life of it Pi. Is... Let's go. Life of Pi. Uh, how do you feel about this, Jack Jack? Uh, I feel good. Uh, the only other thing I have, to, I mean, I echo all of your sentiments. Uh, the only other thing I have to add is that um, I don't think he's done anything live action, like in terms of like directing. In uh, we know another name in Star Wars who also had the same kind of experience at one point, and that's Dave Filoni. And now he'll be definitely working with Dave Filoni really closely because Dave is writing this thing. So I don't know. I like that connection of bringing him into uh, some live action stuff. Uh, and yeah, Into the Spider Verse is in my top ten movies of all time. Uh, I do want to add one more thing. I didn't see it on the rundown, so I uh, and it, it did just come out like late, like early this afternoon. Um, you, I, I, I know where you're going with this, Jack. Go right ahead. I know where you're going. I, I hope it's the right thing, Klein. I don't want to let you down. Uh, it's another it Ahsoka. Is. It is. Okay, it's another Ahsoka story, and I just want to say, this is, comes from the direct.com, and the picture the direct used for this thing was uh, was Ahsoka Tano putting like a lightsaber through Barris off. <laughs> um, I don't know why I find that so funny, uh, but it just cracks me up. Oh, my uh, God. Bad blood, I guess. Um, but I'm going to quote them word for word here. Uh, in an interview covered by Romper, the Mandalorian director Bryce Dallas Howard talked about Star Wars and also teased the upcoming Ahsoka series. Starting off, the actress was asked about was asked how she knew about the franchise before jumping on board. I don't think this is anything that I want to get into. That's just about her knowing about Star Wars. Um, here we go. Uh the director went on to name drop fellow director Dave Filoni, who she claimed knows Star Wars better than anyone other than George Lucas. Uh, duh. As a final tease, Howard confidently stated that fans of the Clone Wars will be greatly rewarded when it comes to watching the upcoming Disney Plus series Ahsoka. She said, and I quote, 
Without giving anything away, you are going to love the Ahsoka show that's coming up. I cannot tell you anything, but what I can say is that you being a fan of the Clone Wars will be greatly rewarded. I think this hints to her directing an episode of that show. Those are my thoughts. Uh, Klein, what do you think about this? Uh, I think it, I it's not surprising to me at all. I You say that, and I was like, wait, she isn't already directing? But I guess she isn't, and... I could totally see her directing um, that. And sh- she's proven to be a fantastic director when it comes to Star Wars. She has proven to really care about the source material or really care about the franchise itself and the universe. She's talked about Clone Wars before. She's talked about her love of the franchise itself. Her dad directed a Star Wars movie in Solo. Um, I'm sure she can. she's gotten pointers and stuff Good from film. him. But I... That, uh, um <laughs> we'll leave that we'll leave that uh, but I, i'm over. excited i'm excited by the prospect <laughs> it was on the list it was on the list didn't get there today jack uh but yeah i'm excited oh, to hear or to see what they what she does if she is involved and it sounds like she's going to be i'm just really excited for ahsoka i think behind obi-wan it might be my second most anticipated series i don't think visions counts because i think that's totally separate and that's easily actually i don't even know if that's number one right now because obi-wan's very exciting anyways uh i i'm i'm excited by this thomas does this do anything for you i'm sure you are you are like i don't know head of the bryce dallas howard fan club big Jurassic park fallen kingdom guy over there big Jurassic. hold on man let's go all the way back to the best part of Spider-Man three. And that's, Oh that's, my God. Gwen um, Stacy. That, that's Gwen Stacy, baby. Uh, what can I say? Uh, Eddie Brock, uh, go fuck yourself. But I, I love this. Uh, I read it and I was like, that's amazing. That's great. I'm going to go get ready to cry now. Cause I don't think it's going to be super duper fun. Cause if we don't get flashbacks, man, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, they've talked be- about flashbacks already, right? Haven't yes. they? Yes. Yes. Yeah. In in Ahsoka, I think so. I don't know. It's the, it's flashbacks in Kenobi that we've heard about. I th- I think it's I rumored because Ahsoka. Hayden's gonna be in Ahsoka, and so I mean I think we're definitely gonna get him as a yeah. Force Ghost, but, but I guess they could do flashbacks as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair. That's what I was gonna say. Is like, yeah. Okay. Um. True. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited for this show. And if we get flashbacks, it wouldn't be that surprising considering the logo is literally the world between worlds. So, you know, I have a feeling it's going to be a fun time, Rump. Can't wait for it. Um, Jack, I'm going to kick it back to you really quick for the next one. Yeah, uh, I just want to Quick shout out. Yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard. She rules, especially in Star Wars. And you know what? And Spider-Man 3. Why not? Uh, I like that movie. Um, the next story is about everyone's favorite group of mutated clones, the Bad Batch, led by Omega. Uh, the official Star Wars website officially revealed that a panel dedicated to the Bad Batch will be held at Star Wars Celebration. Confirmed to be taking the stage are executive producers Brad Rao, Rue, Rao, and Jen Corbett, story editor Matt Michnovitz. Oh my gosh, I think I pronounced that right. I'm proud of myself. And voice actors D. Bradley Baker and Michelle Ang. The panel will take place on Sunday, May 29th, which promises to look back on the first season and give hints at what to expect in season two. 
Thomas, you kind of briefly mentioned um, your expectations with season two, how you felt about season one, but any other thoughts on this? Uh, I'm not itching it's about for this. Damn time. Yeah, what? I'm. I'm excited, but I'm not like I'm excited, and I will watch it. I enjoyed the first season, but that's exactly it. I enjoyed the first season, and then blew blow me away. I really hope that this does. I hope that this picks up. I hope that this. I don't know if it can, but I hope it. It doesn't have to feel like the last season of Clone Wars because that is so so high up there for me. But I want it to feel at least like the later seasons of Clone Wars where. Um, I did feel it got a little too procedural, monster of the week, like let's just go on this little adventure. I would like it to tie into the story a little bit more and maybe push to push towards some sort of grand thing in its own little universe. I want more Omega. I want more of what her role in all of this is because she's not just another clone. Like She is obviously important somehow, and I would like to start to lead towards that, whereas... In season one, I did feel a little bit like they were kind of just hanging a carrot that I couldn't even see. I'm just like, okay, I'm watching because eventually you're going to show me, but they haven't they haven't even hinted to me that they're going to show me yet. So I would like to get there or begin to get there. Okay. Uh, hmm. That's you know, I got nothing. I got nothing. Klein. Okay. What's our next? Yeah. One? <laughs> Uh, this seems to be the week of just people leaking release timings or what have you, because this is another one coming from The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, a star from the show, has revealed when season three is going to premiere. Or have they? Let's dive in. Hmm. During an interview on the Rich Eisen show, Mandalorian star Giancarlo Esposito uh, shared when he thinks season three of the show will debut on Disney+. Plus. When asked when the show would return, Esposito said that fans will, quote, get it soon after Lucasfilm and Disney finish working on it. He believes that the show will debut sometime in summer 2022, although he doesn't know about the specific release date. Despite Esposito's words about, quote, this summer... The Mandalorian season three has been called a safe bet for Christmas for a Christmas release on Disney Plus. What do you guys think about this, guys? Do you think that Mandalorian could be coming as soon as summer? That seems really early to me. Jack, you're shaking your head. I'm assuming your answer is no. I think he may have just got a little mixed up here. Um, I don't think so. They supposedly just wrapped filming at end of March, like the last day of March, which was technically on schedule from reports that we had heard and i don't think i mean they were able to get mando season two they finished filming early march and they got it out in october late october so i don't think this this next season is coming out in the summer um i think christmas time maybe even late november is the best bet here uh but i'm excited i mean i'm getting jazzed uh i want more with moff gideon uh we didn't get as much as i wanted in season two um kind of left me hanging there a little bit but uh yeah i'm excited for this i just think we have to wait a little bit longer than what he said here yeah um sure maybe they'll debut something in summer of 2022 i'm thinking at star wars celebration maybe that's what he's thinking do you consider that summer me yeah school's out for summer, usually like the first week of May. That's not the lyrics, but uh, wait, okay, okay. International fun time talk. School okay. ends for you guys in May. What? 
Uh, yeah, sometimes. I graduated high school um, June first, but what? when I went to college, yeah, early May we, was usually we, when we, we got out. up here in Canada, in ye old Canada, it's always like the last week of June. <laughs> when do you start? Whoa, the first week of September. So okay. you guys start. You guys Day. start later than I did mm. in like high school. Yeah. that is. We start in like August usually. Huh. Fascinating yeah. podcasting on a Star Wars podcast. I just needed to know. Intergalactic school musings is what that was. Um, what do you think about that, Klein? Do you think that they're gonna? You think he was mistaken? You said right. I don't know how I feel about it simply because I have been telling myself forever and ever, it's going to be book of Boba Fett slot. It's going to be the book of Boba Fett slot. I think it's going to debut at or around Christmas. Yeah. But same. He, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know where he pulls this from. Like this seems like a pretty big thing to just accidentally completely and totally mess up. He mm-hmm. did say that we will get it soon. What does that mean? Does that mean we're going to get a hint of it? Does that mean we're going to get the series? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I if think it is hint, summer, yeah. what does that mean for Andor? <laughs> Maybe he was thinking <laughs> of Andor. The sizzle reels. <laughs> Maybe. It's oh my Andor. God. Is he in Andor? Holy shit. Well, that's something we nobody's probably considered. That could work, to be quite honest. A He's little imperial. bit of I mean, you would have to, they, yeah. They they'd have to do some work on him, but yeah, yeah. Like, make him look like Gus from Breaking Bad. Can I say one thing? Twelve years ago, and that's about the timeline. Yeah, one you thing. Say though, a lot Jack. of things, bro. Just oh, just, yeah. just, <laughs> just signals. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, so I, I was looking. I was looking back. I don't think the Mandalorian will do this, but. There has been a precedent for Star Wars releasing an episode of television and then waiting a few months to like continue with the season. Um, for season two of Star Wars Rebels, uh, the first two episodes came out as like an hour special called The Siege of Lothal, and it came out in June of 2015. The next episode in season two came out in October of 2015. So they had however many months that is. I'm not going to do math on the show. And then after that, though, they came out weekly starting in October. So I don't think The Mandalorian would do that, but you know, it's possibility, I guess. Maybe that's why he's people confused. would I don't people know. would riot. You want to know how mad people would be if they were like, here's the first episode. And just because the calendar is going to start getting so stacked, it would have to be, here's the first episode. Here's Andor. Here's the rest of the series. People would be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> it would be wow. crazy. Um, but you never know. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, you don't. You wanna... Honestly, especially with Star Wars yeah. and their marketing department, I have no idea. Oof. They could drop wow. it tomorrow, and I would, I would be like, "Yeah, okay." Yeah, they don't because they don't tell us anything. But thankfully, there are Nothing. people out there spreading rumors and information across the galaxy. Uh, from friend of the show Andrew Gilman over on the Direct dot com quote. Making Star Wars has reported that a panel to showcase Tales of the Jedi will be held at Star Wars Celebration. In a discussion with the outlet, Star Wars Santa, side, side, sidebar, great fucking name, claimed that the currently unannounced panel will occur on Friday, May 27th. Details on the identity of the show remain scarce, including whether it's live action or animated. 
and intriguing tidbit shared in the scoop was that sources have claimed Cal Kestis could be one of the characters involved in the series. Star Wars Santa keeps hearing, quote, it's going to be related to Fallen Order. Though he speculated that a connection to the legend's old Republic Tales of the Jedi Dark Horse comic is still in the cards as well. Okay, so I have questions, gentlemen. Number one, live action or animated? Oh, what do I want or what do I think it is? Yes to both. How cool would it be animated or live action? I think it would be animated if it is this idea that I'm thinking. I would love it in live action, though. What if it was like a here is a series similar to not vision, like similar in setup to visions. Each episode is one off, but it's canon and it's just an adventure with a different Jedi we know like mm-hmm. through a first season. And so it's like, hey, here's a Kit Fisto adventure for 45 minutes. Here's a Plo Koon adventure for 45 minutes. Here's an Ahsoka adventure for 45 minutes. And you just get this little, like, because that's what this sounds like, Tales of the Jedi. It's just, here's what the Jedi do. They go on, here's what the day of a Jedi looks like. And sure, it's an eventful day because you need to make interesting TV. They can't be filing their, I don't know, intergalactic republic taxes or whatever. But give them something cool to do, something to chase for this hour long thing or 45 minutes or whatever and make it just these little one-off like just give me more of the universe and build out that universe and then you can give me more of these characters and then hey maybe if kit fisto hits you have him show up somewhere and you have him fleshed out a little more in something else like i don't know that's where my mind went to it and in that you could include something fallen order related because you could have a Cal Kestis episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that'd be really I think cool. That Jack, makes live action animated. What do you think? Yeah, that makes the most sense. Uh, honestly, I want that now. I think this is... If I had to put money on it, I feel like this is going to be animated. But I feel like this could... There's also a chance that this could be that Grammar Rodeo project from the High Republic. Um that we've heard rumors and reports mm. about that like this could because tales of the jedi i think it's supposed to be like stranger things in space i'm pretty sure it's gonna be about, like a group of padawans younglings so like their tales of who their jedi tales of you know their stories what are they doing i feel like it could be that but i mean klein i think you might have like nailed it because like you said that you could include something fallen order related into that kind of show while also giving us a bunch of other stuff and creating that world and giving us more Jedi stories. I mean, that's something that I actually really want. And I know there's the high Republic, but um, the thing about the prequels is that even though there's a ton of Jedi, like that's like the Jedi at like their weakest point, almost like they're kind of like, they're strong, but like, you know, internally they're, they're it's literally right up. Until exactly. Like their structure like is already fractured yeah. once we see them. So I kind of want, I want to see, you know, Jedi being Jedi. I, I feel like that maybe, we could we could all use a little bit of fun adventures with um, some of those great force users, uh, light side force users. That is, um, I don't know. I, I'm excited though. I'm just kind of gearing up for Star Wars Celebration. I can't wait till we can do like a predictions thing uh, for what we're gonna get at Celebration this year. Um, it's almost here, guys. I don't know, Thomas. What do you think? I keep I keep thinking that Celebration is that first week of I May wish. because it has been before around that May the fourth. 
and yeah, I, I'm like, oh man, we're so close, but we're really, I mean, we have a month, but I keep thinking, oh, it's like two weeks. Is anything going to happen on May 4th? Do we think, something. do we think we're going to get like a trailer for something or like even like a slight announcement or do you think they'll just wait till celebration? Maybe they would just I drop think, something. Yeah. yeah. I think they would either, something Maybe they could the, do is release like a, a hype like montage trailer for celebration featuring first glimpses at cool. little things there. Wow. Yeah, um, I think that's I think the, that could be really we'll cool. I could also see them because there has been talk of them doing the Jedi Fallen Order 2 at or around celebration. I could see them doing it then simply because um it it's gonna pop off for a lot of people and video games they do matter and they are a big part of Star Wars's uh, move like moves going forward. But I do think that you could save, you could do it there and then have Celebration just be TV and movie and get the David Thompsons of the world excited. <laughs> Especially on the yeah. movie front. Um, yeah, exactly. I think, honestly, I really, I would love for them to do something like Tales of the Jedi and go the route of visions, climb exactly like Visions not canon how, no 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 and how okay. everything is different look in a different maybe animation mm. style so you might have a story in the rebels era of star wars right and it might look more like rebels then you have the clone war era and it might look more like clone wars and you have the sequel era and they do something better than the thing from resistance because i'm just not a fan of their animation storytelling is great but then with that medium, you could also have one live action episode with the actor who plays Cal Kestis, Cameron Monaghan. Basically make it like, oh, is. what's that Netflix show? Uh, Love, Sex and Robots? Where it's uh, like, it's it's a, oh, you haven't, oh, you would dig this. Uh, there were little sci-fi vignettes completely. They're like 10 to 12 minutes, uh, maybe some are closer to 18 minutes long. And they're completely different art style every time, just engaging little sci-fi stories. Um, mm -hmm. This, I think, what you're pitching would be a little bit longer, but it's the same thing. It could be live action. It could be stop motion. It could be animation. Like, explore the medium. Um, mm -hmm. Speaking of a stop yeah. motion Star Wars thing. Yeah, you said that, and I started thinking about <laughs> oh, that, yeah. and I'm like, that would be Oh, give it to the amazing. give it to the Kubo and the Two Strings studio oh, oh. and just like here make a oh Star Wars thing. Yes, bro, make that stuff. That's exactly what I was thinking. Let's fucking go. That movie is that movie underrated. Underrated. Yes. Might have won an Oscar. Still underrated. Mm -hmm. Um. So, the fuck what was my second question? Um. Yeah. So, would you rather if if it's got to be one specific thing? Would you rather it be focused like a live action series of Cal Kestis or an anthology series? And you have to pick between one or the other. It doesn't matter live action or animated, but that's what it's focused on. I've kind of talked myself into this uh, anthology series and yeah, I would love so that. I, I don't know if we necessarily need a Cal Kestis series all on his own because I'm I really like that story in video game form and I'm excited mm -hmm. to see where it goes. I would still like to see him show up other places. I just don't know if we necessarily need a Cal, the series uh, sort of thing. But yeah, yeah, I've talked myself into this anthology thing and, and now I kind of really want it. 
Jack. I'll go with like a more serialized, like focused story. Uh, kind of to be a contrarian to Klein, but also, I don't know. I guess it does depend. If it's live action, I would prefer uh, the serialized storytelling. If it was animated, let's go anthology because that's just what has kind of worked uh, for the most part with animation. Jack, let me let me let me hook you really fast because you said something that I had not yet put together in my head. You know, Samuel L. Jackson wants to come back. Indeed, he does. Hayden Christensen wants to come back. He's already back. Ewan McGregor wants to come back. Why not give us, you know, 45 minute live action, live action, Clone Wars. One episode each. It's called Tales of the Jedi. You don't worry about it being the Clone Wars, but it's basically them on missions and that it wraps up in that arc, that episode, and it carries on to the uh, the next character. That and it's all being told to Grogu. That is the only acceptable form I'll take of Mace Windu coming back. Let me just say that right now. Um, <laughs> that sounds bring back Dark Side Mace Windu. Dude. Oh my! Oh my God! I go. My brain's still trying. And to then wrap. it ends. Maybe like it's maybe okay. What if it was a mix of the anthology and the serialized? So right. it has an intro with either Luke or probably yeah. Luke talking to Grogu, and at the end of the episode as well, at the end of the story, you get another interstitial, and they're slowly talking. And he's each episode, you see him doing little bits of Jedi stuff. And I don't think they would do this, but maybe at the end, the last few, he's going to a planet. He's finding a kyber crystal. He's building a lightsaber. And then like the final shot, as he finishes the last story, Grogu lights up the saber and it cuts to black. Let's go. Klein. I thought of something crazy that I that I that while you were talking, I was like, but like it doesn't make sense. Luke and Grogu. Like what they'd have to have a really good reason to meet back up, right? Mm-hmm. But then I thought force DMs. But what? Force <laughs> DMs, force, you know, just like Kylo DMs. and Ray. Oh <laughs> That's God. FaceTime, man. They're out of the DM stage. They're in the FaceTime stage. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh man. That comments. <laughs> I love that so much. Uh, I was gonna say. A certain somebody is likely still stuck in the world between worlds. And if somebody had to sway someone, and it's not Luke telling Grogu, but it's Ezra Bridger giving this voiceover. And at the very end, we learn he's talking to Thrawn. And Thrawn stands up and goes, I will join your cause, friend Bridger. Boom! You're welcome, Thrawnites. Guys... (laughs) I just thought about Ahsoka Tano, Ezra Bridger, Grogu, and Luke Skywalker all being on the same screen at one time. And I kind of want to cry. <laughs> like, I just, like, I'm, I'm just dumbfounded right let's now. Wait till it happens. Yeah, let's, let's wait. I did get a text from Kathleen Kennedy. She said, you know, I'm listening to the show live. Uh, I hear what you guys are saying. Let's, you know, create a, Howdy, let's Kath. Create a meeting. Hope you like the let's over get you guys in the, here. The, uh, I'm uh, Skywalker game. Ranch. So, guys, we have to look at some plane tickets. Um, but, you know, we're on good track here. Yes. Um, wow. We that was all the news, man. We we touched on a lot of news. There's probably stuff we missed, but hey, man, a lot happens in the fast news cycle. Dude, it's like and sand falling show. through your hands or Anakin's so hands. So coarse, you know? like 
it falls its course some of it stays there that's why i hate the beach. guys this it morning uh uh really fast well i'm not going to recommend comics but i read uh the first three Marvel Star Wars Darth Vader. Hell yeah, you did, Thomas. I up, as I was eating breakfast before work, I was like, you know what? Let me just sit down and just dive in, man. Like, I need some me time real quick. And in one of them, he just like slaughters a whole tribe of Tuscans on flashback while waiting for while waiting for Boba Fett to show up. Mm. And it looks like he just goes to slaughter them. And That's then awesome. Oh, dude, it's, it's it, it, I was like, that's so gnarly, bro. Um, but you can, yes, sir. Yes, sir I was just about to say, have you guys seen that? Like, thing? I think it was definitely a comic. It's like a picture of Darth Vader, and he goes, All I'm surrounded by is fear and dead men. It's, I don't need, like, yeah. it's a bunch. I don't know if they're rebels, I just have. a bunch of people like coming at him with like blasters, and they're like, You're surrounded, give up. And he's like, All I'm surrounded by is fear and dead men. I'm like, Oh my God, give me that. I want the show so bad. That's from, War of the Bounty Hunters, I believe. Is it? Because I, re- yeah, I read it and went, "That is fucking awesome, dude." I want a Darth Vader show. So uh, give me that Vader in live action. Um, you can find us on social media at Reckless Rebels, all one word, no hyphens, no spaces. Uh, on Twitter specifically, and kind of only uh there on uh, uh yeah uh, Twitter. Klein, where can everyone find you on social media? I'm at the Kleinfeld everywhere. That's the K L E I N F E L T. I'm also I host a video game podcast called Controller Club. You can find us podcast services everywhere, Controller Club, or look us up on Twitter. It's Controller underscore Club. We got an exciting um, episode coming this week. Going to be drafting, which is a very Ooh, common for the podcast thing right now. Yeah, so we're going to be yeah. doing that. You can check us out over there, Controller Club. We got a lot of fun. Fun stuff, good times. You know, it's all jolly and well. Mm, yes, enjoyed the Sonic review, my guy. Oh, Jack, my God. Where, yeah, so much fun. <laughs> Jack, where can everyone find you on the socials? Well, Klein, I was debating whether or not to listen to the review uh, because I didn't know if I wanted to go see it or watch the first one and then go see Sonic 2. Um, I'm still kind of debating, but we'll see. Uh, Sonic 2, I've heard a lot of good things. And even like Liam Crowley, who is not like a Sonic guy or video game guy, even he was like, it was a there were some great moments and I didn't understand why people were cheering so much, but I kind of wanted to cheer along with them. So getting, getting a little it's excited. a kids movie like it, you go in knowing and it's not a kids movie like a Pixar kids movie where it's like there's things for the adults like this is a right. kids movie like this is very much a, a, a child like a children's film. How I saying all of that I cried and cried, but Sonic means a lot to me and not That's in the awesome. weird Internet way. Don't don't. Don't get dirty because no, no, no. like the internet likes Sonic in a different way than I do. <laughs> but Sonic means a lot to me, and I sobbed. And I was in a theater with just me and a group of ten year olds on a birthday party, and they were leaving, and I was crying, and they were all looking at me. <laughs> so I had to live with that. Uh, I just—it sounds like I just want to get a big bucket uh, of popcorn and just chow down. And, it's like, a good, yeah, it's a good popcorn yeah. movie. Um, but um, y- you guys can full disclosure. Oh, I also cried. Jack, so guys and i'm also not like a big sonic guy it's really fucking good dude man i whipped out my journal and wrote down a couple of quotes while they said it because like that is that's pure gold man yeah pure gold some of the like this movie man this 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 movie do it 
Do it, Jack. Do it. I just might, guys. Discount Tuesday. Um, you can find me at Jack Pews, P-U-E-S, uh, all one word, on Twitter, where I talk about all this good stuff and maybe Sonic 2. Um, I was definitely talking yeah. about on Twitter. Actually, you know what? I'll save it for the recommendation. I'll save it for the recommendation. Ooh, smart man. Oh, he's going to take um, it from me. He's going to take it from me. <laughs> um, Since we're here... Uh, Jack, and you teed it up. Klein's going to hop in here on this recommendation as well. Go. You know what, Klein? I'll, I want to give it to you because I, I think you could express your thoughts a little bit better on this. So go ahead, buddy. If you're not going to go see Sonic 2 this weekend, maybe you've already seen Ambulance this weekend, or you haven't seen any of those, and you're just going to go to a movie theater, go and see everything, everywhere, all at once. God, just do it. Just do it. Don't look at anything. Don't watch a trailer. Go in blind. Go and see this movie. I walked out of the theater. I saw it on Cheap Tuesday. Shout out Cheap Tuesday. And this film is one of, I think, my favorite movies ever. I have felt about this the way I do about this movie twice in my life leaving a theater. The first time was The Social Network, which is my all-time favorite film. And the second time was Into the Spider-Verse, which is my second all-time favorite film. It is like a two-hour therapy session. If you have, If the last two years have weighed on you hard, go and watch this film because you will cry. You will laugh, sometimes within seconds of one another. There's a moment in this film I laughed harder than I've maybe ever laughed in a movie theater. And within 10 seconds of that happening, I was openly sobbing and there's no dialogue on the screen. Jack knows exactly what I'm talking about. Jack, Ugh. carry on. Enjoy. You take the take the baton. I've just passed it to you. You you also have seen this movie. It I don't think there's there's been very, very few movies that have blown me away like this movie did. And I think, honestly, the only one that comes to mind is Avengers Endgame, and we all know why that is. I mean, talk about, you know, build up 22 movies, I think it was. So uh, this movie is the definition of cinema. It's everything that we love about cinema, like wrapped up into just one big, creative, imaginative, emotional, fun, comedic film. Like, I, I, I have a hard time expressing, like, my complete thoughts on this movie. I didn't cry during it. I think just because I was so like astonished at what was happening on screen. I, I didn't. It's it is a lot. lot. And it was a lot it to take lot. in. It's a lot of movie and it gets weird Very. and it gets silly. And I think the silliness especially is going to turn some people off of it. Yeah. However, I think you need to open your mind. Even if you see this film and 20 minutes in, you're like, okay, this is like, there's like, there's a moment about 20 minutes in that involves, I'll say a trophy. <laughs> Jack, I know do you know exactly what I'm talking what about? Talking about. <laughs> I'll say a trophy. And that is going to, that like that moment there is going to, some people are going to see it and they're going to go, okay, no, mm-hmm. like the, no, I can't take this seriously. Open your mind, take it for what it is. The Daniels are, you mentioned the word creative. The Daniels who directed this movie, the creativity is This is insane. the most creative movie I've ever seen. Like, I, without a doubt. Oh, and it can, and it can only be a movie. Yes, That's I, the thing. This only works as a movie. Yeah. And it is, I, oh. Oh man, I was going to say something. Thomas is I, just like, the, I need Thomas, to Thomas, like, movie. I'm <laughs> telling you, man, you will love this movie. And 
Yeah, I mean, I, it's just like in the visuals too, Klein, what did you say? There was only like seven visual effects people working? Seven visual effects people in this movie and one it's, editor. I mean, that's just utterly ridiculous. Um, I didn't see one trailer for this thing. It's crazy. And when like plot stuff started happening, I was like, wait, what the fuck? We're going here? <laughs> like, I, was, I was like, no way. And it just kept like topping itself and topping itself. Yeah, it's all grounded in this very personal story. It it is it's one of my favorite theater experiences of all time because I hadn't seen anything before uh, going to see it and it's definitely one of my favorite movies of all time like it, like immediately it's just it's phenomenal Thomas Gusty and usually it. I'm not somebody to to pull out words like favorite and that sort of thing when like especially for someone like Thomas who hasn't seen it because I'm in pain Thomas's, right now. <laughs> Thomas's expectations right now I can see them going up and up and up yeah. the yeah, thing is when I had all of these superlatives thrown at me before I saw the movie from people and it still shocked me I'm hoping man I'm hoping because you I, Thomas, uh, you I, I was supposed to, to go yet Tuesday right I was supposed to go Tuesday but I double checked my calendar. I was like, oh, I got a meeting. Well, it's a good thing we're not recording. Um, so time of recording, I'm going tomorrow, Friday at 530 Central Time after work. And I can't um, wait. I if cannot I feel wait insane, you might be listening to this before I go see the movie. Um, but I will definitely be giving my thoughts whenever I hear it. We might have to do a Reckless Rebellion oh, Let's do it. World Between Worlds <laughs> episode. Um so to to dive into everything everywhere all at once you got to use the world between worlds to do all those words at the same time um my recommendation is moon knight i guess um i've been watching star wars rebels so i wanted to keep it mildly out of star wars for once um and yeah oh what uh, uh, sonic 2 i'm gonna recommend sonic 2 because i seen it it was great i laughed I cried a lot. Um, You wanted chili dogs. I did not want chili dogs. My stomach was like, (laughs) please don't do that to us. (laughs) Um, uh, Humans, droids, Wookiees. We've reached the end of the episode. Remember, the force is your ally and a powerful ally is we have spoken. Get some twin sunlight and stay hydrated. This was podcasting. Yippee!